Medina with the Real Bench Podcast, and I'm sitting in today for the second episode of covering Johnson's first season with my daughter, Coco Wilkins. She sat in with me before. She's going to sit in with me again. Hey, What's y'all. up, Coco? What's up? Thank you for having me. We th- you, I'm again. glad you're here. Of I'm course. so glad. We thought that this generation gap thing would be kind of cool since she's like, uh, yeah. what are you? You're what are you? a Z- No, what are you, a Zier? No. No, I'm You're a millennial. millennial. She's a millennial. Okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a millennial. I'm an Xer, right? Yeah. I'm no. the one that our generation does everything. Y'all just catching up, so really. don't worry about it. Okay, yeah, so we're here. We're going to cover Johnson's second episode. It's kind of crazy. We talked a little bit about the first episodes. Yes, we um, did. We kind of touched on second and the first, and we didn't really mean to, um, where it's what? One, two, three, four, five guys. One, two, three, four guys. Last name Johnson. Grew up together, yes. grade school, just happened to be in line with the Jays, became lifelong friends, and we get to walk through their lives and through their journey as they navigate love, friendship. Their professional lives. Professional lives. You know, professional growth and everything. Bad decisions, and, and good decisions. Atlanta is the background. And Atlanta, Atlanta is, is the, the ba- fifth guy. Yeah, it's the scene. Or maybe the one girl that they're all dating. Who child, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. That's what everybody said. <laughs> so, it, so I mean, well, so if if I can remember okay. from the last episode, we talked about well, we ended off with Omar getting that text from Bianca, yes. which is Rosa Costa. She's Keith's love interest, which is two of the Johnsons' fellas. Yes, and we were kind of like, oh my gosh, what is he gonna do? Because she fell for the bait. Like, they baited her, you know, just to make sure she was really into Keith, and she took the bait. She did. So now we get to episode two, and it opens up with, you know, Greg, which is another Johnson, and Omar. They're taking their, looks like a, like a routine run at Stone Mountain, yeah. which is very ambitious, by the way. If anyone's been to Atlanta, Stone Mountain is humongous. And I would walk it. I would never run it. Not run it. Yeah, but they ran it. And you could tell it's the like the biggest trail because you can see the view. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you can see the view. And they're having a conversation about Bianca, and I don't know. It looks a little sticky. It looks sticky because apparently Omar, I think the guys kind of see Omar as the one person that gets all the girls. I mean, he's So let's gorgeous. talk about type. Let's talk about type. Yes. So, so Greg, which is played by Deji LeRae, is the non-committal. Seems to be, right? Yes. We don't Seems know his whole be. story. Um, Thomas Q. Jones, who is in love with his wife, going through a divorce, is the ladies' man. Yeah, that's but Omar. I think he doesn't really want to be. But is he really Omar. the ladies' man? He's the he's the cat. He is what is it? The the prototype. I think not tall, just, dark, handsome, just because athletic. You're probably the most attractive amongst up. most women. May not necessarily mean you're a ladies' man. No, he could be, but I think it's. I think he's reluctantly the ladies' man. I think that okay. he is it, but he doesn't really well, care to be, be it. it. Okay, you. so you have Philip A. Smythe, who plays Keith, the nerd, but the soft-hearted, good-hearted. He's, I call Keith the, He's the, really the, handsome, the nice though. guy. Keith, He's the nice guy. Keith is the nice guy. That's the guy that, unfortunately, most women pass up. 
And they should not. And they chase the bad boy or someone Smart, that's hard. Smart, women don't do that. That's why they make more money than us. And that's why they build better legacies. That's another conversation. Oh, good. Derek's Brady plays Jarvis Johnson, who's married to a white woman. Mm-hmm. Right? And in the first episode, he makes one real um, point that I think a lot of black men that marry, that marry white women make. They're the ones that's been checking for me my whole life. Black women ain't checking uh, for me. Yeah. White women check for me. So I married white. It is white. certain type of dudes that kind of go through that. That's where what it is. Maybe not necessarily just white women, but just women from their op- from opposite race find them more appealing than actual black women. True, because a lot of men marry Asians because they dated Asians in high school. They dated Asians in college. So they true. marry Asians. So yeah, I think that needs to be said. So in the beginning of the opening scene, it's been, you know, it's a thing where the, what, um, Bianca yes. fell for the bait and she, she, she he, he hit her in her DMs mm-hmm. and he responded, she responded and she responded. And so Omar doesn't want to hurt Keith's feelings. Keith is sensitive and tender and really likes her. Yeah. And so he doesn't really know what to do. So in this place, Greg, who's really not very sensitive and just likes to peel the bandaid off. He's like, you better tell yeah. her before he, she gets hurt. Yeah. He gets hurt. Very true. And so but Omar I don't understand, but out. see, my, my whole thing about it is, is if Omar was never invested in the first place, what is, what is the gripe? What is, what is so hard about telling his friend? I think the gripe is that there's some history there, that Omar always seems to win, that Keith always seems to lose, and I think Omar's sensitive to that. So if you tell him something else, coming from him, yeah, your girl hit me, that's, that's another loss for Keith. And he has to distribute that. He has to give be the giver of that information. I don't think he wants to do that. I get it. But I've I agree with Greg. I feel like that should be done as soon as possible because I mean, according to the timeline of the show, we're only episode two. It's not a lot of time that has been spent. Yeah, but we have to assume the lives before the show starts. All right. You're very you right. Have to. Yeah, you're right. You're true. So in that vein, Thomas has his own drama. He's going through a divorce. He's mm-hmm. trying to spend as much time with his son as possible. He still loves his wife. He wants to still be married to her. Yeah. And she's angry with him. And we yes. can't really, at this point, we don't know why. She's so super angry. He can't see his son unless she's there. Yes. She gives, gives she him these minimal times. She's definitely coming off like she has a vendetta. Like she, she's yeah. trying to make a point and we're yeah. not really sure what it is, but... From our perspective, we look at Greg, and he looks like a great guy, and he looks like, what could possibly Omar. be wrong? I mean, Omar, I'm sorry. Right. He looks like a great guy, and look, what could possibly be wrong with him? Right. Where that she's so angry and really trying to make him feel her wrath. And not because we don't think something's wrong with most men, but because the way the story goes, he comes across genuine, honest. Yes. He's well, really I mean, trying. Well, human. So and he's not celebrating flaws. his divorce. Remember first episode? Yes. They went to sell, to a divorce celebration. Yes. He didn't want any parts of that. He yes. didn't find it anything very, to very celebrate. True. But but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying, like it's it's very evident that they they are not on an agreement on their divorce at all. At and all, he's fighting something, for his son. Yeah, it's something. He's fighting with for that. his wife. So his he goes to his son's basketball game. We learn that his son. Um, is not that athletic and makes a bunch of mistakes. And <laughs> he gets heckled by some people in, at, that are at the game. And he, mm-hmm. the guy is not just heckling, he's disrespectful. Yes. And, and Omar is like, what you're not about to do. 
is yeah. disrespect my son. Right. That actually um, is a mistake on Omar's part, even though he feels like it's the honest thing to do is defend his family. But it right. ends up biting him in the butt. Biting him in the butt because they end up using that uh, outburst right. against him. Yes. With his court proceedings during his divorce and right. with trying to get the custody of his son. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which I think is just so unfair. That's just sports culture to be heckled well, and you get into it with the parents at the game. That's a thing. It is a thing. But I think the thing I'm learning about Johnson is that this is their one opportunity to show everybody what men really go through. What yeah, do real men go through? Their losses, mm -hmm. their strengths, their weaknesses, their their battles, like what they're honest about, what they're not honest about. We learn all of that in this show. Yeah, you do. And I really appreciate them for that. So, you know, as the story goes, now we're dealing with what Greg's got going on. Greg's girlfriend wants a commitment from him beyond what they're doing. Same I as told, in the first episode. I she told you the first to episode, in. they're my favorite storyline. I know, you said that. It is so true to form of how we date in modern day. But Greg has to get it together. He has to get a grip. Greg's, he has Greg's to get a grip. got a story. Greg's got a story. Greg's walking soft and carrying a big stick, and no pun intended. Hey now. <laughs> hey man, say man. All right? No pun intended. But Greg is not no, playing I get with it. these women out and here. And I get it. And I think that's a big thing when you're dealing with someone. And we said this in the first episode. And you're really vibing and everything just looks like it's supposed to come together. But you're, you're still learning that person. You're learning their past and their baggage that they bring with them when you meet them. Yeah. And sometimes, especially with men, they don't really even know that they're carrying the baggage until it's someone that makes them face it front, front, front on. Front and center. Front and center. So... You, they, they take what has happened in the past and they arm themselves and they and they go into their next relationship just not purposely trying to hurt anyone but just more so trying to protect themselves. Absolutely. And then a woman says, hey, you know, that's not normal or, you know, this shouldn't go this way or it doesn't have to be this way. And mm -hmm. where does that come from? Serena is that person. And Serena is definitely that person that is trying to be patient with someone that she loves but also making sure she gets what she needs out of her relationship she has to make sure she gets what she yeah, deserves of course yeah that's a whole situation i don't know i think that but that's um, modern day dating it is honestly that's modern day dating anyone it dating at any age or spectrum you are you have to go into this situation understanding that you are dealing with someone who had a past before you that had baggage before you. Sure. And some of them are not readily ready to share. Some of them are not readily ready to unpack it. That's and true. some of them, they hide it. That's true. Because they don't like the trauma that comes with it. So it's just like, you have to be, you know, you have to have discernment to understand who you're willing to put up with and what you're willing to deal with. I think Serena's faced with that all the time. Yeah, of course. And it's going to come out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely will. So we, we get into the whole Derek's Brady Jarvis issue, right? Okay. Jarvis is married to this white woman, this white woman. woman. Mm-hmm. Greg, um, Greg doesn't appreciate it. He goes through the first episode talking trash about him, the second <laughs> episode talking trash about him, and Omar is constantly trying to tell, you know, Greg, his truth is not... Um, 
Jarvis's truth isn't his truth. His life isn't his life. His experiences aren't his experiences. But guess what? Now Jarvis is starting to learn that maybe there's some truth to what Greg is saying. I was going to say, I'm on Greg's side about it. And it's, and then I'm not saying it as if other if I wanted to date outside my race that they may not understand the black plight. However, when you get faced with certain circumstances where you have to further educate them beyond of what they see on TV or maybe what they read, it can get very difficult, especially if they're not really ready to really truly understand how far the rabbit hole goes with the treatment between or just the le- or the obstacles we just have to face that are different for people from other races. It's a cultural disconnect. That's why I don't date outside of my race. Well, outside of my race, race not my culture. culture. Yes, I date outside my culture, but I don't date outside my race. Definitely understand. I've yes. never dated anything but black men. I never will date anything but black men mm-hmm. because it's really hard to have somebody to understand your experiences and value them. Because the very second they don't value it, then that relationships. It's just just not the same. It's just not the same because the first thing you think is, if you don't ride with me on this, what else don't you ride with? And what else do I have to convince you as someone that's my partner? It's symptomatic. Yeah, it's a lot. It's symptomatic. So I definitely understand the um, the disdain that certain people have of. Specifically, black people dating outside of their race. So the actual scene is set up where they're playing charades, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so Jarvis's wife goes up, and I think the actual movie is Love and Basketball. Okay. And she does love. He goes love, and then and then they're saying the whites are saying or the Anglo's they have their own like you know thought about what she's saying, and then mm-hmm. she shoots a fake basket and her husband was loving basketball and the white couple's like what is that <laughs> and so <laughs> Jarvis is like y'all ain't never heard of loving basketball <laughs> and then the husband Kevin I think his name is is it a black is it a black film and then Jarvis says something I think is so profound he goes it's a film starring black people yes it's not necessarily a black yes. story yes it's a film starring, starring black, black people, people. Shout out to Reggie Rock Bythewood, Gina Prince Bythewood, yes. Love and Basketball. Classic. I'm just Classic saying. Classic. I just think, yeah. So it's going to go, I think it's going to go left for, for Jarvis. Uh, yeah, I think. And and Lisa. Yeah, I, th- I think that Jarvis is now, uh, the veil has been kind of taken back piece by piece of him really trying to understand that his Maybe friends he had made a mistake. Maybe. I mean, listen, it's not far-fetched. Maybe he fell in love with the dream and not the reality. Well, don't we all? Girl. Don't we all? Girl, I used to. We all fall in love with the dream of who we're attracted to and the life we're supposed to have with each other until you really get to the damn shit. And then it's like, who is this Who it ain't. Who it ain't. (laughs) Right. That's the whole situation. Who it ain't. Yes. Like, that's just real life dating, period. Like, whether you're dating inside your race, outside your race, age difference, cultural, it doesn't matter. Like, when when you enter into that box with someone in that ring, it can get get scary. It can get scary. It can get scary. Yeah. So the guys are trying to navigate through this whole thing where Omar's keeping this secret. 
Why is Omar keeping a secret? Omar's keeping the secret because I hear you, but it's like dog. Listen, keep come this. On, man. But see, you're not that person, Coco. You're I not think that person. Women are not you like that. You rip the band-aid off, but you can't take the band-aid being ripped no, off. No, no, that's not true. I think it is. That's no, it's not true. I think women culture is very different. As soon as a woman finds out that your man is doing something he ain't got no business, listen, girl. Hey now, hey, hey girl. <laughs> he ain't right. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. We're not holding you, that. You, you're forgetting what is, what is the, the you're forgetting one fundamental truth, and I've taught you this your whole life. What? Men have the most fragile eagle egos in the world. As strong as they are, they are absolutely weak and delicate people. You can't tell somebody that all they do is lose. And all you do is win. Nigga, you done lost. But I think there's a way that you could tell somebody what Omar needs to tell Keith without it making it seem like it's a win-lose thing. Because how am I the winner if I never entered the game? Well, you know what Greg said. Tell him she belongs to the streets. Then we all lose. I can't be the winner of a game I never entered. So if I never had my sights on her and you guys asked me to do this little, really, it's very childish. It wasn't fair anyway. for them to it ask him. It was very him childish. I don't know if everybody remembers that episode one. They actually asked him to set a trap for Bianca, where he goes into her DMs, and if she responds to him, mm-hmm. then she's basically a thought. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, what the guys always say, everybody responds to Omar. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? He's a gorgeous guy. Yeah, and if no and one stayed, if no one, or either passed it, I don't know. But at the end of the day, if no one has any exclusive claims on anyone, it's fair game. Yeah, but that's not in man culture and man code. Fair well, game. Well, it is a double standard. It's fair. It's fair game for us. We can get whoever we want to if we're not dating anybody. But it's not fair game to them as boys when he knows good and damn well he's checking for her. Yeah, but I think it's different. I think if the shoe is on the other foot and. Keith was set with a booby trap by one of Bianca's friends, it wouldn't be such a big stink about it. Well, you got to realize, too, that the other side of it is that Bianca's playing Keith. He is. Keith keeps keeps shooting him, shooting her, because he's a photographer. She keeps posting these amazing pics. She gets thousands and hundreds of thousands of likes. She's got millions of followers in the show. She's verified. Yes, she is. And she will not tag him. I don't think it's a selfish thing like, oh, I would never. I think she just overlooks him completely. Like, oh, that's right. I told him I would tag him. Oh, I forgot. I haven't paid him. She hasn't paid him. She hasn't tagged him. Yeah, but and you she's can't climbing have into the, Omar's DMs. But you cannot have that much disregard for somebody and still be interested. Quite sure indeed. So at, at some point, when does Keith get to be allowed to feel the malicious part of Bianca's actions. So I guess the point is, is if, if Keith is allowed to feel the malicious part, then he learns. Yes. If Keith is and always unfortunately, protected, then Omar he doesn't has learn. been designated the person to help him learn that lesson. He doesn't want to Because you do guys it. put him in that position in the first place. He didn't volunteer for it. Exactly. So what is, what's the holdup? I don't know. Well, we're going to see because now they're telling him, dude, you need to flag those photos. If you don't have enough strength to tell this broad to pay you, you need to flag the photos so that they can be taken down. Yes. And he doesn't want to do that because he wants to give her one more chance. Oh, God. Keith is such a nice guy. 
I know, but nice guys. Eh, nice mm. guys don't. If they finish last, they finish big though. Nice guys should get with other nice girls and have nice babies. But nice girls don't like. Nice guys don't like nice girls. They don't. I noticed that. And uh, nice girls don't like nice guys. They just don't. You know how many nice guys? I think God is playing a trick on all of us. No. I think he's laughing. I don't think it's that. I think that uh, our human nature is to always want things we can't have. I guess so. So that's what we are attracted to. I guess so. Because I've met plenty of nice guys that I wanted to date, but, you know. They like the girls that are hard to obtain, hard to have, hard to, you know, they men typically date outside of their league anyway. They shoot for the stars. They shoot for what's not in their in their weight class. Right. That's just what they do. They have ambitious natures. So it's like for the nice girl that would love to date the nice guy that will be everything that he would need her to be, she's She's just, he's not shooting for that. He's shooting for someone that's hard to obtain. Just like how us as women, we shoot for men that are hard to obtain. Well, I'll tell you this. I don't know how much Serena thinks that Greg is hard to obtain because Greg then comes home with Serena's favorite food mm-hmm. and not comes home because remember, she he won't live with her. Yes. And she wants him to live with her. Yes. So... He comes home with her favorite food, and she can't do anything but swoon because she really is trying to keep him out, but it's so thoughtful of him that she Great. can't help but to let him in. And then at the 11th hour, the end of the episode goes, <laughs> Omar sees that his tirade at the game goes viral, which is sure to be a strike against him in divorce court, getting custody of his son. The man can't can win for losing. It's the world we live in. Everything goes viral. Everything goes viral. All right. That's it for episode two of Johnson season one with Ava Medina and my little sidekick over here, Coco hey, Wilkins. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, no, no, no.